captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the most technologically challenged episode of New Girl, Old Guy thus far. I am neither the new girl nor the old guy. My name is Allie Lasher and I'm tired. I am joined by my co-host, Akiva Winokur. Akiva, hey. <laughs> it's always good when the title of the sort of like record is called I Quit. <laughs> uh, all good podcasts require a 20 minute walk to Walgreens to fix something. <laughs> Uh, both of us lost a will to live an hour ago. Like I am only a three-minute walk uh, from the nearest Dwayne Reed, and I stopped for wine, which is why it took 20 minutes. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> You're lucky I had a, an important canoeing question and taekwondo question to answer. Um, I, yeah, I'm, like, falling apart because of Olympic stuff. <laughs> You're falling apart because of Renap. How dare you? No, it has I'm nothing to do with so... Renap. That's insane. It Look, has Brian, to do with the great Brian Cohen, renowned Renap guest, I was listening to him on my walk to wine and Dwayne Reed, um, does not give me an opportunity to demonstrate flexibility in scheduling when I can. So I was trying to be so accommodating to Akiva while he was busy this week. And I was like, look, it, you know, let me know. Do you want me to get a sub for you? We could do it whenever. I could be flexible. And he's like, I'm, I'm up to my eyeballs. I can't even plan Renap. As though that's supposed to be like, oh, okay. Well, that's not what I said. I said we have a wedding this week. on Like, normally I would never have mentioned it what even. What do I care? We have a I wedding. I bad for those people. Can I intervene? Does someone you should. object? Yes, I'm worried about these <laughs> That would be, people. oh, that's a good bit. We should cut that out and you should actually do that. Send them an object and then you're there. Like, I object to this whole stupid show. Do you see people, the good people of the Renap and GOG crossover, what Akiva does to try to set me up to bust me to the listeners? Imagine the Reddit. Imagine yeah. the Reddit if Ali Lasher showed <laughs> up with a steel chair and objected <laughs> to the nonsense. I gave a stone is... cold stunner. Oh, my God. All right. Well, uh, we're here to talk about season two, episode 16 of New Girl Table 34. The unguessable title, um, so no shade there. Directed by uh, Tristan Shapiro, written mm -hmm. by David Iserson. Originally aired February fifth, twenty thirteen. Um, couple couple of items of old business. Okay. You and I were on a podcast with Rob. Um, yes. The R in in Renap, and uh, we That's talked about the celebrity for. dating game. Mm-hmm. I happened to catch the second episode of this wow. Lady Dating Game. Wow. I honestly, like, I remember the podcast fondly, but I forgot that the show still exists. So I am impressed you did that. It's it's not, don't credit me. Uh, it was on my, like, in my library on YouTube TV. Did they fix any of the problems we had with the first episode? Or probably not since they're aired out of order anyway. So interesting. I actually thought this was a much better episode. It was, like, cleaner rounds in that, like, the guessing was not mundane. Like, a lot of people, like, everyone guessed at the end of each round, but the, they were co more coy about it. Mm -hmm. And then everyone guessed the right answer at the end, which is what I thought would happen. Like, by the end, they were all well, like, the I guess? think this is Don't Carson. Oh, okay. Carson Cressley and Iggy Azalea. And Carson was hilarious. I thought of Rob because he would be reading the questions, and it was like, for the first, he'd react. He'd be like, Oh my god, what a fun question. Like this is great. This is about me. Like he clearly had not even pretended that they were his questions. And then Iggy Azalea was also fun in that she was taking it really seriously. Like I think there's two ways to play it. Uh and I just think Hannah Brown was an understandable leadoff guest from The Bachelorette, but mm -hmm. was the worst guest of the four that I've seen now. Well, I'm looking the next week they also have a Bachelorette guest, so Then who is it? Demi Burnett. Yeah, but she's a riot. Oh, okay. I don't see. I don't know. No. Yeah, also, she ha she'll sorry. probably have men and women there, right? Yeah, Han Hannah Brown just can't. It's that she has other strengths. Can't hang. She can't hang. She has other strengths. Is her other strength, uh, not to be offensive, being extremely hot? Demi's hot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who Demi is, but uh, 
By the way, I Googled celebrity <laughs> dating game. That's not a good look for you. I just want to say. I know. I, I'm just, I, no, That's I like more her. of a Brian like Cohen comment. <laughs> vintage, vintage Brian when he used to thirst after Jenna. No, I. Capuna. I, I Googled celebrity dating game to, to see something on the wiki. Uh, and we are very high up there. I don't know if it's like a very smart wiki, but it says Rob Sestrino is joined by Akiva Wiener-Kanalage. First of all, first billing for me. Second of all, I, I, I'm not going to blame the person who I think it probably is. Uh, th- my name is misspelled on the RGP website. Uh, there are four misses in my last name. Do you want to talk about something? Your photo's not there. All right. Yeah, I, I don't care. My I'm photo's sorry. on post show recaps, and they never carried it over. I mentioned it once, and Rob was like, "Too bad. We're never fixing." My, it. Well, that's because you're talking to the wrong person. My my last comment. Who could in fix our it? Who could fix it? On the recording, says mm-hmm. I'm gonna smash my head through a wall. So with that, yeah. Um, the other piece of old business is the Gooch is in the the new summer uh, movie. Have you seen this? Oh no! Which one? Oh no! Is it pig? Oh, yeah. Pig with Nicolas Cage. No, um, it's this. It's like called like mustard horse feathers. God, what's it called? Mustard horse feathers. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the. the did you see the knockoff? Of... Gunpowder milkshake. Gunpowder <laughs> milkshake. Don't thought... take a dramatic pause to yawn. No, yeah, I did take a dramatic pause. To yawn. I, I, <laughs> did, did you, there was like a knockoff of the Jordan Peele movie that came out today called? Yeah, Karen. yeah, yeah. I watched that at like four in the morning. The trailer. What is happening today? I feel like. There's a new genre of movie that's like go viral on Twitter for sucking with the trailer. Well, it's got a legitimate act like Karen Manning is in it. It's so bizarre. But if you watch the trailer, this it's called Karen. It looks like a joke. Like it does. It it honestly looks like an SNL skit after Get Out came out. Yeah. Sketch. Yes. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Did I disrespect the good people of SNL by calling it Mm -hmm. a skit? Yeah. You disrespected everyone who listens who's. Rich parents paid for many years of improv classes by calling it a Look, let me tell you something. If that's your level of sensitivity, turn this off right now because I'm in no mood mm-hmm. to coddle you. Uh, but, yeah, this the it's uh, a, a female-led movie about a team of assassins with Carlo Gugino mm-hmm. in it um, and Angela Bassett and Paul Giamatti. So that's on Netflix July 14th. Are we putting that in the jar? I don't know if the Googe is really um, like I. We love the Googe, but th- like that's a separate podcast almost. Like, can it, I we, say you, that? you have to be an essential person on the show. I really love the idea of the jar having so many things that we don't get to all of them. And but like, regardless, the last mm-hmm. jar. I think that'll happen anyway. You won't. Let, you never let me add anything. I also, I also like that you like named every star of the movie except for the person a lot of people would name first. Which is Cersei Lannister? I named three of the six lead roles. Yeah, but Cersei. Lannister... I did not. You, I did, did not mention every single person. In did the you movie. remind me? Did you watch Game of Thrones or not? I watched the last season of Game of Thrones. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. <sighs> right. This looks good. I'm already uh, exhausted. A, Coke Daniels is the writer and director of Karen. Of Karen. Let's not mix. Let's not. I feel like we're going to get Av emailing the Gooch's publicist asking about her role in Karen. Like, we're confusing <laughs> yeah, Av, don't events. do that. Did you see <laughs> that Av and Chester uh, had, had a cameo from Larry David on a podcast they did? Uh, I saw that they had um, that they had George's unattractive to attractive secretary on. No, they had Jeff Schaefer, who's like the showrunner. And Larry, the, he's on like the you know in the offices of at Curb, and Larry opened up the door during their Zoom, and is like you know visible. Um, good for them. They're like they're doing what a rewatch podcast that cares would do. Yeah, they're working like, very reaching hard. Reaching out to people. They're working and, very and hard. And the woman who was on, the actress who was on, mm-hmm. uh, very accurately clocked Chester as Kramer. I think she kindly was like, and a little Jerry, but he's full Kramer. He's got uh, two pints of Kramer in you, buddy. Yeah, no, I like that. Um, do you have an you opinion? Didn't listen. On, do you, you have, don't listen. No, no, no. I, 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 I heard that he got podcast. clocked. Yeah, <laughs> I've been on it. Uh, have you been on it? No, I've been invited. Oh, wow, wow, that's 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 a big snub. I've uh, yeah, it's yeah, no MJC on. situation. I've been invited. Well, how about this? Um, we start. Yeah, we start inviting on like the least important character who has a line in every episode. Imagine if we this? had like a big celebrity on this week, and we had like 
Uh, sorry. Like, Allie's got to go to Walgreens. Don't worry. She's just going to stop and get some wine on the way. Was it Buzz wine? <laughs> buzz wine or we riot? Look, you're the one who said this podcast should explode uh, 36 minutes from now. So let's mm-hmm. get in yeah. to what is a racially insensitive uh, mm-hmm. episode that does yes. a lot of plot development. So it's important to talk about nonetheless. Uh, I will not forget the digest this week, Kiwi. So give it to us. Okay. So table 34 is a table at a Indian <laughs> marriage convention. How do we get there? I'll back up and tell you. <laughs> Cece decides she hasn't really been on a date in a while. She's going to an Indian marriage convention. Schmidt has the brilliant idea of sort of dressing up and going to the convention, although also not pretending like he is Indian once he gets there. He brings the whole crew with him. Uh, incredibly, the entire group and the entire gang of five plus uh, Cece's uh, about-to-be ex-bo shows up there. And uh, hijinks happens, and we have uh, you know some some more movement in the Nick and Jess relationship. That's it. So so did I'm sorry. Did you think Schmidt was going to pretend to be Indian when he got there? Not like pretend to be Indian, but like not say <laughs> not like admit when he walked in. I'm not. You know what I mean? Like just say nothing. I thought he'd do. Okay, gotcha. I mean, it was a very funny line. Nobody asked, like, "Are you Indian?" When he's like, "You can't kick us out because I've read your website yeah. like thoroughly." Yeah, I mean, there's other white people there, but geez. All right, you gotta, like, keep the yawning professional. Mute and yawn while I talk, don't you? Fair enough. All right. Um, A couple of things. I have a couple of uh, big questions for Matt Stewart and the aforementioned of. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have a question first, and I take precedence here. Okay. Well, it's a question, but I just really want to say it, so it's really a comment. I felt like this felt very disjointed from where we were at previously, except for the fact that it opens and throughout resolves the Nick and Jess kiss where we left off. Actually, this is a response to Matt Stewart's question. Did the carryover of the storyline work? And I almost don't think it, I think the Nick and Jess stuff worked really well, but where we're at with Cece is she's on this date with Shavrang last week. And then Schmidt is like trying to F uh, and and successfully Fs. Um, what's her face? Brooklyn Decker. So why this episode suddenly Schmidt realizes he's still in love with CC and is like going so hard for it? Yeah, I mean, other than like they just needed a story for him, I agree. It, it, there's sort of yeah, there's sort of a, a stop start here from Schmidt. Um. I mean, is this whole show going to be like, will they or won't they with everybody? I was a little tired this episode. Well, let's let Av address that. He said, good on New Girl for defying sitcom tropes and showing us actual consequences for Nick's unsolicited advance last week, where most shows would have jumped straight into will they or won't they of it all and ignored the ramifications the kiss could have on their relationship and the loft dynamic. So I kind of agree with Av. I thought this was an excellent point. Um, that they don't jump into the will they or won't they. They sort of resolve it from the reality of how it affects Jess's relationship both with Nick and with Sam, and they end. It, it doesn't mean anything. Like, they're not in a relationship. Yeah, that's a good point, that, like, they're handling it in a realistic way, but I also, like, I want plot lines that aren't just, like, suffocated by, by you know, two, four of the core five in a relationship. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, this. I I think this was the wrong time to to resurface Schmidt being in love with Cece. I think I they agree. should have been doing something else. Mm-hmm. But then, like, almost they're killing two birds with one stone because if they just focused on Nick and Jess for a few episodes and then went straight to Schmidt and Cece, be like, all right, enough already. Let's just like you know go to a you know a house party or something. Why are we? Why are we? Everything is just relationship, relationship, relationship. Well, that's interesting. What's your take on where Cece and Schmidt end this episode? I mean, jumping ahead. Uh, so they're like friends with benefits now. I mean, that's not going to last, but uh, it's <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Um, but all right, let's get into the episode. Not a huge fan of this episode for Cube. I thought, like, again, it's like kind of getting annoying for me with New Girl having to put, like, putting that all of Schmidt's humor is dumb and racial like you know mm-hmm. what i mean like all like the like all of his stuff i feel like we've now talked about 
Schmidt's insensitivities 15 out of 16 episodes. Yeah. You know? And yeah, so this it's is like, the most. Maybe not like the single worst line, but certainly the most. Putting, you know, quote, putting that aside to the extent that you can, I like this episode. I think a lot happens. A lot happens between Nick and Jess. A lot happens between Sam and Jess. A lot happens with Winston and the girl who is unseen. Um, so, you know. Again, Cece's focus on, like, her self-worth as she continues. She's been dating guys for months and nothing's been moving. So, like, I, I think a lot moves forward in this episode. So I enjoyed it. But if you didn't like it, you know, maybe you don't like the show. Maybe I don't like the whole the TV series, you think, just because I didn't like this episode? I mean, I'd be happy to end the, the podcast. No, we're not in the podcast. But I like when the show was more like Seinfeld than Friends, and this is a Friends episode. Yeah, well, this is more like Friends than Seinfeld. I feel like we discussed this episode one. Yeah, but this episode in particular is very frenzy. Like, sometimes you could predict the jokes this episode. Um, I don't know. There were definitely things I like. A little basic, a little sitcom basics, except, again, I, I liked this question from Ob because I had watched the episode and did, prepped the questions and then saw it. It was like, oh, that is interesting. They did sort of, it's a very sitcom episode, but they could have done it in a different, more sitcom yeah, way. Right. A lot of sitcoms would take up, would, would come back like three weeks later and things would be more established. They wouldn't like, here's the direct ramifications of what happened last night. Uh, let's talk about Zooey's approach here to the Nick kiss. So, so they wake up and there's like, you know, there's funny stuff, but let's just get into the meat of it. That she's sort of gonna tell Sam, but then decides not to tell Sam. Uh, in this situation, w what should Zoe be doing here? I don't think you say right away. That would be nuts to like tell him that minute. You know? I mean, I think I the guess waiting like... implies that something was wrong. That like, if if her angle is going to be Nick kissed me to prove a point, you know, like the angle, should, the spin zone should be mm -hmm. Nick and I had this whole thing. You were there, you were cheering it on, and we were all like, "You're a weenie." He got on the roof and he just grabbed me and kissed me to like prove a point, or I don't know what. Maybe he's in love with me, but I wanted to come to. I'm waking Sam up. Well, like right when it happens and saying, I wanted to tell you this, like this meant nothing to me. I didn't do anything. What if what if I said, like, I don't want to do it with both guys in the house together? Like, wait till we're well, out of the house and then tell him or wait till Nick leaves and I'll tell him. I think Jess's reaction is supposed to be like, OK, like clearly it meant something to her or she would just tell Sam. Because, I mean, it's unrealistic what you're going to move out because of it. Like, it's unrealistic that the guys will never be in the house together again. No, I don't mean that they'll never be in the house. I mean, don't tell him the second that, like, give it time to breathe. Like, wait, like, take him out to brunch and tell him or something. I think if I'm dating a guy. I also don't want them to fight. roommate kissed him. Mm-hmm. And he gives it time to breathe. Yeah. But I'm talking about hours. I'm not talking about, like, weeks. At I should be brought in immediately. Nick, mm -hmm. stay there. Let me go get my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> we have to address this. Uh-huh. I mean, but she knows that it's like over, I think, when she tells him. There's no scenario where it's not going to be over. See, that's what's crazy about it. Is Like, producer Kelly said that, that it's like kind of crazy. Uh, she says, was the wrap-up with Dr. Sam too convenient? Just adding in a weird fist bump tendency suggests it's perfect. Oh, sorry. Wrong question. Um, I'm sorry. Where is this? Ah, producer Kelly, is Sam's reaction fair? Is it just because Jess and Nick kissed or Jess's behavior that indicated it meant something to her? Like, why do you say you know it's over? Um, I mean, he, I mean, he, first of all, it is over, right? Ultimately, he like does, isn't willing to hear them out at all and does end it. Well, yeah, I mean, he breaks up with her, but I'm just saying like, I think if you're in the situation... I don't think it should be. I think you happen to be right, and maybe it's more because Jess is realizing she does have feelings for Nick that make it complicated. But in the abstract, if like your roommate kisses you, I think you can sort of spin zone your way out of it in an ethical way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but what? But not if like there's. It's funny because people make such a big deal in this episode. You know, Jess's reaction is so over the top. Like, what? She says Winston is stunned. Like. I understand why the viewers are stunned, but, like, they haven't known each other more than a year. 
in in the in the course of the show, right? Or much more than a year. It's not like this twenty year thing where it's like, hey, we were best friends from uh, you know the first day of college orientation, and we stayed friends all through our twenties. And by the way, we made out last night, and it's like that would be like, oh, big news. You know what Spoken I mean? like, like a guy who never crossed a friend, friend boundary in a group of friends. I mean, I did. It was just like a, a weak friend boundary, <laughs> not like a 10-year friend boundary. I mean, uh, I think they're in a very like college dynamic, right? Like when the Gentile I agree, and I but first it's... got together, mm-hmm. we'd only been friends for four months. And it was like, what? They live together. And she's got a boyfriend. I think all of that adds to the conversation. Right. Okay, fair enough. Fair... She does have a boyfriend. That does matter, too. Um, I like when she explains them. She's like, Sam fixes things he didn't even know were broken, and Nick breaks things. That's like a pretty good explainer of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You probably also only date people who uh, break things. Well. I and I famously, I, I like, I, uh, I only break things. Yeah, I couldn't fix things you, you did know were broken. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to date the kind of person who fixes things. If you know anyone, <laughs> send them my way. Um, did I did I mention I, this on the podcast last week that I had a friend who wanted to come to my wife's brother's wedding, like to crash it? But he like he knows the the groom, Hemi. Yeah, did we? You mention mentioned that week? he was like in town and you were blowing him off. Now he's blowing me off. Well, I, I can't talk about <laughs> Hemi on this podcast. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Wait, but, why can't you talk about Hemi on the podcast? Well, now, no, well, but no, um, <laughs> no one listens to this. I know, he, especially this episode. Um, he, <laughs> uh, no, he said, "Can I come crash? I want to meet some girls." And I, uh, I didn't think it was a good idea. I asked my wife; she's like, "Yeah, to ask the groom." He wasn't interested. He's like, "Well, if he succeeds, he's just taking someone off the dance floor, and we want people to be into the wedding." And I said, "Well, well it'll probably isn't the be idea upset. that they dance? Like, wh- why would he take? Would he immediately close?" No, but What's he'd be like schmoozing. He'd be like schmoozing. He wouldn't be like dancing on like the dance floor. Like he's crashing. He's trying probably not staying you meet within somebody, like you eye meet... shot of the of the groom. What are you, okay, first of all, you're inviting him. You ask the groom. If the groom True. said yes, he's no longer crashing. And right, second of all, true. if you hit it off with someone at a wedding, a big part of that is dancing together. That is true. That is true. You could dance together. It's like a unique situation. Mm-hmm. You, you, wow, you hosed Hemi. Um, but, Again, uh, I thought Israelis invite everyone. How was uh? How I mean, was, not strangers. Uh, speech or Noam's speech. It was uh, it was very good. It was very. I mean, it was all in Hebrew, very quick. But um, I don't think everyone heard it. I think like the I think only like the people who could like physically hear it heard it. But yeah, he he gave us he gives a speech at every every like little event. He gave like six speeches over the last week. Wait, what? Is he like is it, he in the wedding? What what is he? Was he asked to give speech? He was the ring boy. No, he doesn't like, ask. Does but the like, ring, does the ring boy usually make six speeches? Well, no, he made one of the wedding, but also like uh, Shevabrachot are like there's a week of parties after the wedding. Like every night, there's like a different meal, and so we didn't go to all of them. Some were like their friends or or like older people friends, but we went to like three or four of them. And my son like wore a tie and and gave a speech at all of them. Uh, you're, you explaining the event does not explain why your son gave a, a seemingly unsolicited like, speech yeah, at every. That's, that's his shtick now. Like he even <laughs> had like the secretary in school like uh, printed you know like uh, make photocopy for him. Were the bride and groom okay with this or was it? Yeah, it's like a twenty second speech. speech at like and these events are pretty informal. There's like what he sa- what does he have to say? Yeah, the same thing every time. Give us a little taste. What Just like, uh, you're a great couple. I love both of you. Nothing nothing really like a You're a great shattering. couple. Imagine if he was like, you could do better. Like, what does he know from great couples? Uh, he knows. He knows. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he, like, he knows what not to base it on, I guess. Feels knows, a little cringe. He knows Feels the floor. Feels a little floor. cringe, if I'm being honest. I think My... you've got to rein him in. Where's Adira telling him enough already? I'm the only person in this family that could tell someone, like, no, and then everyone's like, ah! All five people start yelling at me. You jerk! Is he ready? Oh, they on their like parade? they encourage everything. Ella and Adira kids are encouraged them. to do whatever they want in this house. The only person who can't do what they want is me. <laughs> well, <laughs> deservedly so. It's like a free. It's like a free flowing operation. If people can do whatever <laughs> they want, there's there are no consequences except when I do them. <laughs> Where we support our children in all ways. And why? Oh wow. This generation, let me tell you. All right. Um, 
I want to say, and this is such a minor thing to highlight, but Jess's outfit when she goes to CC to freak out about what happened is the perfect, like, disheveled, wrinkled button down that you'd, like, throw on and, like, I got to get out of my apartment. Oh, Nick's not looking. I ran out. Like, I just thought that the costuming here was right on point. Okay. That's a good note. I obviously would never notice <laughs> that, but it's a good note. Um. I, and I love the description, the back and forth with them. But again, I think New Girl really nails female friendship. Mm-hmm. So the like, well, how was it? It's such a question a woman that I'm friends with would ask. And he's mm-hmm. like, I was Scarlett O'Hara in my freaking curtain dress. I saw through space and time for a minute. Cece's like so distracted by how like pent up she is from not having sex with these dates her mom's setting her up on that she's mm-hmm. now like getting hot by association of this yes. like kiss that shouldn't have happened i i really thought this scene was brilliant yeah and it's been a month cc's really uh she's really thirsty i uh i <laughs> it's it's interesting a couple can we go to the um indian dating uh indian marriage convention shouldn't you want to like skip dating? winston's one moment that he's uh pretty good in bed oh yeah he was pretty good he got a pretty good didn't uh, i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna get too specific he was pretty good um, <laughs> mojo man <laughs> He's the Mojo Man, but would the, you? But, what would it take for you to call Rob Mojo Man on the next? Rap I'll call him Mojo says, Man, and, and give no explanation. I'll, I'll call Mojo Man. Uh, I'll text him Mojo Man right now. No, no, no. That, texting him privately is lower than saying it on the podcast. Fine, I'll say, uh, "How's it going, Mojo Man?" When he introduces me, yeah, he says, he's like Akiva. How are you? And you say three and a half podcasts. You call him Mojo Man, mm-hmm. and you leave it there. You don't explain. Um, wait, so Winston, speaking of the Mojo Man, so like the host is very into Winston, and then by the end of the right, episode... Can, can Dan Sinensky and like uh, uh, Justin Ramsey let me know if Akiva does this, please, because I'm no longer listening to an app after this. Is that, the, is that the list of narcs? They just list the narcs? No, that, I'm like, requesting. Back? That, no, they don't report to me. I'm re- making a request. Uh, all right. All right, narcs. Let her know. Anyone let me know. I just only uh, I'm only calling people who I know. Listen, I would never call for someone who doesn't listen to listen. Yeah. Uh, although it is the first 20 seconds. It's not 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 a lot of heavy lifting. Um, yeah. So please. Well, I don't want to give you the download. That's true. You um, know, I'm very deliberate with my I don't subscribe to any podcast. With well, you do download it. I mean, time. unless you're not subscribed to RHAP. I am not. I have never once been subscribed to RHAP. I individually download each of my episodes. I like to that, speak with my dollar, so to speak. You're, I mean, uh, can we have a, like a sit-down conversation here? Are, you that don't is, know this about me? I feel like this is very like, It's no, insane. Very That's the me. craziest thing anybody's ever said. I don't download like Dak Shepard or any. I don't subscribe to anything that has regular guests because I like to download based on the guests that I like. Just to like sh- vote with your dollar, even though like most yes. podcast stats are, are like BS and they probably will never notice. I don't care. You think I'm giving Renap downloads just willy nilly? Who cares? I, this is it, like. But then why do it, it? OK, when you say who cares, then why would you say you and I need to have a sit down conversation? Well, about just it? because I think the pettiness of it is of not not of Renap, just of the idea that like you can't just subscribe to the whole thing if you're going to listen to like a podcast this is that... i was listening to renap and i used to do this this is not about no i, would, I understand i'm not renap... i'm not offended for me i'm imagine offended renap like as a citizen of the behavior. earth i'm not i'm yeah, not no, it's not it's not petty i think and i this is what i tell people who write hateful comments to podcasts or to media in general mm-hmm. speak with your dollar don't subscribe download don't download the episodes you don't do like you download and your own podcast of course i'm subscribed to the challenge podcast if i'm just saying if uh occasionally i listen to our seven year one i'm just saying if you don't like something don't lend your one i mean when you say it doesn't matter that's like why should anyone vote i voted today Mm -hmm. like speak with your with your download with your dollar Mm -hmm. and uh you know if enough people agree with you the Mm -hmm. message will get sent i guess it's not even petty. It's it's like instead of being like I hate this or I hate this guest, right? You're not I'd like rather, leaving zero star it, it's comments. It's very funny that you tell me I'm petty, but when your listeners attack people, you you stand there idly, idly. <laughs> well, Talk about petty. You reward pettiness. I'm the one who's like operating in a business appropriate fashion. Uh-huh. Yes, you are being strategic. Okay, that's fair. Not strategic, just normal. Mm-hmm. 
I, I just know what it's it's private. You don't you didn't know this, right? You don't know. No one has to know what shows I'm downloading and not. Everyone has the opportunity to think that I'm downloading their podcast. Um, you have an interesting brain. I I have I think the right things. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying everyone else has an interesting brain. Well, uh, no, how do you how do you suggest that other people communicate to a podcast network that they don't like a certain show? I do, it's a very specific question because most podcasts like have I don't know um, I I don't know I, I don't know I, I honestly like it's fine I don't have a pro- I don't really have a problem with what you're doing it's just a lot of think work think about it more I think you need to spend some more time thinking about it it's just it's a lot of work that's all I'm saying it's so it's really not uh, because if I were downloading that many shows I would just subscribe right like I'm yeah. downloading not that many shows is really the answer mm-hmm. okay like um, on Dak Shepard, for example, I would say I've listened to maybe thirty total interviews with him. Mm-hmm. It's not like every week you love I Dak refresh Shepard. and download it. Well, clearly that, not. I've only listened to thirty. Of I his, mean, that's like, thirty more than most episodes. people. That's not true. He's like one of the most popular. You think most I mean, people on earth listen to the Dak Shepard podcast? I think as someone who's a podcaster on three and a half shows that are wildly less successful than his, you know. Those in shitty podcasts shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> okay. Um, wait, so let's get back to the episode. because Go self- to the this Indian ep- marriage convention. Yeah, this episode self-destructs in 15 minutes. So um, the host into Winston, <laughs> don't you feel like that didn't go anywhere? Like it was going to be interesting for a second and then he just passes off mm. somebody else and it's over? Yeah, the sexual harassment C story for Winston. I mean, it goes mm-hmm. with the Mr. Mojo. Not great. And it was like, if you're going to be, if you find it funny, then she's like, you, you also know, did the Yosef noise. You know, it's, you know it's not made a newspaper dead ass like whatever yeah. she says <laughs> yeah no it's just funny i just it's funny that like it just died they're like all right uh we're, we're done with this uh with this c plot um i like the save by the bell aspect of the gang at the dating convention because they completely take it over like there's an icebreaker they're <laughs> the only people doing the icebreaker there's a game Nobody else is even doing the game where they're building some house except for Zooey and Nick. Like, everything revolves around them. They can grab the mic, give an offensive speech. Nobody cuts the mic. Like, it is truly saved by the bell. There's 295 side characters at this event, and there's five or six people who matter. Can I say, I think that's a great great observation. It's going to take me to a not great observation. Rob, Rob, and you not knowing Minkus from Big Brother, from Big Brother, from uh, from uh, Boy Meets World is pretty upsetting. Well, we f- famously don't don't know anything about Boy Meets World. Yeah, it's upsetting. You should be upset. It Maybe I download your show if you knew more about Boy Meets it World. It didn't. Well, that's like the least our least favorite show that we've watched so far. Boy Meets World, I think. Mm. Okay. Anyway, you know, it's an age thing. I think if we were like a year or two younger, maybe we'd like it. Like you're right. You and I are, have just vastly different ages. Good point. We're both in our thirties. No, we. You're so you much and I older are the than same. me. You're so much older than me. You couldn't possibly understand. Not like, older, yourself. just like I've I've done more in life. Except <laughs> you're just two more years experienced. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I want to talk about the outfits oh again. God. I'm the yes. fashion correspondent today. Mm-hmm. Jess looks gorgeous she's stunning she whips out a cocktail dress that's like better than the dress she wore to the actual wedding that she mm-hmm. went to cc wearing like a power suit which again i thought communicates sort of where C- like cc's trying to not be herself she's wearing this like sophisticated suit to this dating event what yeah. is just doing in this gown when she's like just hiding out from Nick and her boyfriend, she's yeah, not does, there to try to meet anyone. Maybe she thought she couldn't get in in like regular everyday attire, and that she. If she to were be really fancy. a friend, she'd wear sweatpants. I agree. Like it doesn't really make sense, but she, they may have thought they were going to get rejected at the door, and that sort of uh, impacted their behavior. All right, I just want to let you know my makeshift headphones are going to expire in ten minutes. So when this, when when I can't hear you anymore, the podcast just ends, and I'll I'll say whatever in post. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um but okay, so Nick apologizes to Jess, kind of then becomes this episode long game of chicken about whether it meant something. Clearly it meant something to both of them. I think the most interesting thing I want to talk about is the table assignments. That Nick and Cece are both at the worst table, table thirty four. 
mm-hmm. because and you they find out that it's ranked first to worst uh based on like eligibility of dating uh justin ramsey said they really miss an opportunity to uh, by not filling out table 34 with some wacky characters yeah that's a great point there should have been like just the losers of the world there they missed that completely yeah justin who said that should be writing for the show uh, there is a great line where they say, well, th- table 34 means we're bad at life, but we have model good looks. Um, the idea of Cece, by far the most eligible person at this whole thing, probably, uh, even though her job is not like spectacular necessarily, um, not being at like table one, two and three is obscene. Over 30, no advanced degrees, part time employment, table 34. Yeah. <laughs> They're clearly not factoring in the good, the good looks. Um, Schmidt and Jess both at table seven. I love when shit says you should feel complimented and I'm slightly insulted. Sam's at table one. Justin Ramsey says in a scale of one to 34, what table would you be put on? Also, if Winston was actually assigned a table, where should he have been placed? Okay. Um, can I give Allie's table and she'll give mine? Well, already, like, a I, contentious... I don't think it's, I think you should give your own table and you should give mine. Okay. Now, like, am I a, in this situation? Do I have four children? Because <laughs> then, how so many tables are there? Four, you're married with four but, kids. Yeah, so it's like then I'm probably table thirty-four. Like that's four and you kids. live in Israel and you're yeah. just in town for the True. day. I'm hi. I have four kids. I live in Israel. I'm new in town. Great John Mulaney reference for the Olivia Munn fans listening. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I think I, yeah, I think I'm third with four kids. I think you got to be 34. I don't think you could be better if you're not four kids or you don't. Let's say you don't disclose it on your application. So who am I? Like my normal job, my normal hairline. You're you, but you're not married with kids, right? Um, and you're 37. 37 is not great. Um, I, I don't know. I'm table 29. Sam's got to be uh, older than 30. And it True, seems to not but he's a doctor. I'm just saying it seems, I think it unfairly yeah. does not. Uh, although yeah. Jess maybe is Cece's age too. So True. I think it just like, it's a factor. Maybe a wig profession, like maybe the model will be bad if they're, if we're doing like, hey, how would the person's family feel about it? I don't know. Is that, is that what they're trying to say? Um, what table do you think you'd be at here? I think, well, I also think Jess is a little high. If looks are not included, she's no looks teacher, are included. Which I, well, then how is, there's nowhere, there is no world that looks are included and and CC's at table. I guess you're right. Yeah. Maybe they did it blind. Maybe they, maybe they, maybe they're not included. Like stats only. So then it comes to, so I think Jess is a little high in terms of. Well, so there's like 75 year old women there and like young people. It's usually separate events. (laughs) I just think, uh, I don't think anyone was 75. Have you ever been to like a speed dating event? We're going to talk about that, but let's focus on the table assignments for a second. Okay. What table assignment are you getting? I'm just saying, I think Jess and Schmidt were probably a little off, right? I think Schmidt, again, we're unclear about the status of Schmidt's job, but Jess regularly can't pay for things in the apartment that Schmidt is paying for. True. So if it's just purely based on like your paycheck, then they're the same age. I think Jess has a master's. I think producer Kelly wrote that in. and so they put in a salary on the form? Do we know? They must because it says part-time employment. So maybe yeah, it's but just, it could uh, be like full-time job, part-time job. That might be a question. Well, well Sam is on table one clearly because he's a doctor, right? So like, there's got to be there's they're weighing some of the jobs. Mm-hmm. Do you think like mid-level marketing executive and teacher at the same table? Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, well, I'm just saying not not in salary, in importance. Teacher should be at the number one table. Um, spoken like uh, the child of a, a teacher. The daughter of a teacher. Speaking I just think, to I just the child of, yeah. Jess in her first year, she's not even teaching right now. She's like a, she's like an adult education, like writing seminar person, mm-hmm. teacher. All right. What table am I at? So what, what's your resume? Good job. Law degree. What else is factored in? Do they know, like, your podcasting download tendencies? I mean, look, I'm great Dating on Dating history. Folks. If if they had to meet me, if there was an in-person interview and yeah. I'm talking, table yeah. 35. 
<laughs> but, there is no um, 35. If you're looking at my resume and you my education, have resume. sadly, yeah. uh, this is table one. Fast track to table one. Oh, wow. Table one, you think? How do you improve on paper? How do you improve my stats on paper? Um, Yeah, I Am guess. Am I getting dinged for being Jewish at the Indian event? Like, maybe. maybe. Sam's white. He's at the first table. True. That's true. That is true. All right, so you're at table one. Mazel Look, tov. twist my arm, Akiva. I thought this was an easy answer based on the stats they give. I, mean, I was going to give you top five. I don't know if it's one. I don't know. I don't know the other. So is it based on where I went to? I didn't go to Harvard Law, so I just went Yo, to yeah, yeah. recently found yeah, out I went true. to a top ten law school. Yeah, that's true. Top ten, baby. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll put you at table two. You could always strive okay. for a little bit more. What am I missing? What can I do? What can I do to put myself in table one today? Um, have better taste in guys is it who i'm bringing in i think they I, like do you have any side hobbies you wrote yeah i have two podcasts they knocked it down a table that's tech that's techie baby that's cool i don't think that's techie i don't think like people's moms yeah but i'd hear... say things like i'd say things like um like going to great restaurants like talking to great pe- meeting great people my peloton like the you're Table your one. Peloton's getting you to table one. <laughs> yeah, that's like bougie shit. How often do you use the Peloton? Did you ask me that once a week? Wait, I, because I we all know that at a certain point in a few months. Akiva, could I get you on this Peloton if you, you can get me on? I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll probably break it, but sure. Um, <laughs> but it's sturdy. I mean, the Peloton. Uh, let's be fair; is going to be a clothes hanger within six months. That's what no, it is because for most my people. clothes are not on the. I don't have a single. I, I actually I have laundry that's folded in a laundry bag on the floor. Otherwise, I don't have a single article of clothing on the floor. There's going to be so many shirts on it. You're, people are not even going to believe it. There, I've had the Peloton for almost a year. There's never once been a shirt on it. Really? Wh- oh, okay. what do you? What is? Wrong well, I thought with you just got clean like a month ago. Yeah, and I never once used my Peloton for clothes. My Peloton was like the sacred area where I could still walk to it and get on it. Okay, that's wonderful. That is why. Wonderful. Why do you act like I bought something I don't use? No, I don't think you don't use it. What I'm are you just... trying to say? What are you trying to say? I'm not trying to say anything. I cool... like what my wife has a bike, tra- and it's like ultimately it becomes. Don't bring your wife into this. She has four. She has five kids and runs a household. I have time to use my Peloton. Okay. This is such a contentious episode. I don't really use it. I don't really use it that often. But I don't think I just haven't had it for a year either. <laughs> well, I got it in October. Like, oh, did you really? I don't know. This whole pandemic. Like, I remember you getting it. The you whole... know me. <laughs> well, because you've mentioned it on the podcast, and it feels like it was like three months ago, honestly. But I guess the pandemic, it's hard to tell time. When you're you mentioned yourself. ten, to, like you mentioned a bunch. Yeah. I really don't mention it that much. No, you don't mention you it that much. Me. But you mentioned you were getting you, it. You you mentioned it all the time. Who do you think uses it more? You or Chester? Chester, because he's like deranged. Yeah, that's true. He, he either uses it like zero times. times, or yeah, he has charts, Peloton charts. It's not that he uses it. No, but I feel like he probably really cares about like PRing and like. Mm. Whoa, and Do you have a teacher you really like? Do you have like a guru? Yeah, it's Cody, obviously. Cody. Yeah, because he's not that. I like Cody because everyone likes him, obviously. But it's he's very like he's not like. Why did you get out of bed today? Like, remind yourself, like this is your body, and like mm-hmm. your congratulations on like breaking through the boundaries of like your head and what holds you back he's just like he is a great uh he has a great viral moment that i don't think is appropriate for the podcast but whatever he cuts tammy's on the peloton this is in a class and he goes you did not survive the pandemic to fake an orgasm and then he just goes through like how to talk to somebody about improving your sex life and it's like how did this come up in class Wait, he says this during like the bike riding session. Yeah, he says this is like he he will often talk. But he once said the best thing he ever said was you know the song. It's like, baby, why don't you just see me in the middle? Yes, of course. I'm losing my mind. Okay. I like that you hit the second verse, even though everyone knew so what you were talking he, about from the first one. So he was like, this song is like getting lunch at Panera. <laughs> just like, yeah, <laughs> I agree. So hard. It is Isn't true. That amazing. Yeah, it's like it's, it's I mean amazing. I've never even had Panera, but he's saying it's like solid but not amazing. It's just like it just like soothes you. It's like mm-hmm. a little bit cheap. You yeah, know, it's like yeah. should I? It's not good for I've ne- you. But I've like, never been to Panera, love... and I totally get what he's saying. Yeah, you like live for it. If somebody it's said just... it's your fate, if their favorite song, you'd like lock them up. Yeah, it's like, but if it's, but if so, it came it on, and he's like on. I like that song. You'd be like, okay, yeah, of course. It comes on. Someone plays it, and you're like, 
I forgot how good the song is. I yes. did ask you uh, uh, late at the wedding. I said, uh, I, I messaged you. I said, what are your top three wedding songs? Right. Um, and then and they, had, they had just played, um, they had just played two of them and they were big hits. Two of the ones I said. Yes. Uh, Uptown Funk and I forget the other one, but it was, uh, it, you know, so what was the I biggest said, hit. Yeah. I said, I want to dance with somebody, Whitney Houston. I said shout, but that's more specific to like my college friends. And no, shout I got said, played. No, I know, but I'm in terms of like I don't enjoy shout if I'm yeah. at like a wedding that's not got with it, these got specific it, got people. It. And then uh, I and then I said Uptown Funk, which I think Uptown Funk is like the modern song that has transcended into like a wedding mm-hmm. classic. It's a wedding classic, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. What brought the house down? Uh, it was late, and they did like a whole after party. I think I talked about this last week, but they. Um... Uh, the West Virginia song, West Virginia. Oh. I don't know why, yeah. T- but country that li- roads, country roads, down. country roads. The blew the house down. I don't know why. People were very West into Virginia. it. I think the olds who are like Mountain Mama, Mountain Sorry. Mama. Yeah, <laughs> is that right? Can we do karaoke next week? Listen, I I gave an honorable. This is something we should talk about. I gave an honorable mention to September, and you said, "What is that?" Yeah, is like wake me up when September ends. Which one? No, it's do you remember? Oh yeah, twenty first night. Oh, the one. How do you know Earth Wind and Fire? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can only play that in September, I think, at a wedding. though. No, people say that you remember. Yeah, that's true. Okay. (laughs) See, I'm getting wrong. How much wine did you have on the way home? You never sing this much. God forbid I enjoy myself. No, it's great. I'm having a, a wonderful time in a <laughs> mediocre never, television episode. We're both so miserable. I know. I, this is like, <laughs> I mean, I just realized like my day job, like I just didn't do today. You know what I mean? Like, oh God, come on. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, All right. Sam punches Nick. Uh, well, there's a great really line. Quick, Matt Stewart says, yeah. uh, did any of the activities show anything about chemistry? And producer Kelly says, how realistic was it that Sam and Jess were incompatible at the marriage convention games and Jess and Nick crushed it? So do you think uh, the the hula hoop physical, as someone who's been in a successful relationship, can't relate, does, mm-hmm. does the hula hoop physical game, the making a newspaper bridge to hold a phone book and speed dating really capture what's essential in a good relationship? I mean, they built the whole newspaper bridge in 30 seconds that could withstand like 600 pounds. It's pretty impressive. Um, they're very random games. I guess they go to like the Nick jokes first. Do you think Nick weighs 300 pounds? Nick no, but there was like gentleman. two guys jumping on it with all their might. <laughs> Didn't break. Um, I do like in the fight over the newspaper when Nick's like, you're just walking around in that soft pink robe expecting not to get kissed. Mm. <laughs> I'm a man. <laughs> um, you asked about speed dating. Matt Stewart wants to know what's the best opening question for speed dating and Akiva has Ali ever gone speed dating. Do you play field hockey? Do you like field hockey? Do you like field hockey? What do you think? No, that's not great. Do you think I've gone speed dating? Uh, no, I don't think so. You always had a boyfriend. Wow, that's so nice of you. Um, <laughs> I, I would say the only way I'm speed dating is if like my friend begs me to go as like a favor. Right. Like I would be in the just. And you're going spot. for the story. You're going for the story. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, do they I, still do speed dating. I, I'm running drills. I'm running drills. Maybe. Yeah, that's a drill. That's a lot of drills in one night. Also, M- Missy and I are on a new app that's like grouper, but different Raya? for like double dating. Mm-hmm. No, we couldn't be on Raya. Oh, and uh, I, I don't think suckers. enough people in the city know about it because there's only like six guys on it. And I <laughs> imagine, made a... imagine the guys who show up thinking they're gonna have a nice time. Meanwhile, you guys are like plotting and scheming. No, no, I wrote. I was very open on. You want to hear the profile I wrote for us? Mm-hmm. Yes. We were we're DDS. We got together on Father's Day and we made this profile. And here's what I wrote. DDS. And she said, Dead oh, okay, Society. got it, got it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. No matches yet. I can't imagine why. Here's the profile. Mm-hmm. Also, we have no photos to get. Like adults, so we're adults. We don't have photos together, so we just look deranged. Mm-hmm. So I wrote about us. Finally, Grouper has risen because Grouper used to be like a group dating app that Missy used to love and then it mm-hmm. died. So I said, that. brunch frequently turns into dinner. Let us know if you want to join. And for what we're looking for, I wrote someone else to suggest shots for the table for once. <laughs> <laughs> so I think. So I'm guys just think they're going to buy you lots of alcohol, basically. That's, that's I didn't what say someone to buy shots for the table. I said someone else to suggest them. Mm-hmm. So I think. 
you know, I think you reap what you sow. Like, I can't imagine who's going to like that uh, is going to be a serious option, but mm-hmm. you never know. Uh, mommy, where'd you meet daddy? Well, there was this dating app. <laughs> <laughs> That's everyone's story who's not Mo'o in the last, like, five years. So, Do you know your Aunt Missy? <laughs> um... Um, all right. Well, in terms of how, so best opening question. Yeah, I don't know, but maybe, maybe Missy and I will get into speed dating in the fall after hot girl summer and we'll get back to you. Oh, is that what it is right now? Hot girl summer? Yeah. I mean, uh, it was this, it was the solstice like two days ago. It's hot girl summer, baby. We got a strawberry moon coming up on Thursday. I'm having a setting our intentions for the new month, uh, event. Who are you? What does that mean? An event where you set your intentions? (laughs) I'm having Missy over for the strawberry moon. We blame all of our shit on the moon, and mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna do a, a. I'm making a pie. Mm-hmm. She strawberry pie. That, so that'd be a surprise. Make a no, strawberry that pie. would. Oh fuck, that would make sense. Maybe I'll yeah, put strawberries on it. I'm making a chocolate, like a chocolate chest pie, but I'll put some strawberries on it. Good mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. It was right there. Um, and you just like you know you light a candle and you go up on the roof and you like channel the moon energy and you burn like what's left behind. You like write things that have been holding you back and you burn them and you write your mm. intentions for the new month. Mm-hmm. It's desperate times, Akiva. We're trying everything. Okay, listen, just just you're running drills on on the planet. You're trying a lot of things. And then Friday, I'll resume doing the same crap I've been doing the entire month before. <laughs> That's funny. All right, let's move on. So Schmidt grabs the mic, as you so eloquently said. Cal Penn's a genius. I thought you were a smart country, but you're an idiot. You could have had it all, and you shoved her at a table with Nick. I do love in real life and in sitcoms when characters like say things like that like you shoved her at a table with nick like that's supposed to mean anything to anyone None yeah that's, know yeah oh sure nick we know him <laughs> the guys who my friend did that to me at the wedding i went to in arizona we like met someone at the airport and she was like oh yeah we were trying to find the starbucks and she goes to her like yeah lash was looking for it but couldn't find it and i'm like this woman does not know, <laughs> know who lash is yeah and you're not saying like your friend like there are people who know you who might not know what they're talking about when they say that. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's funny. Um, in what world, though, is that speech getting the men to flock? Dan Sinensky says, is talking of an ex to future potential fiancés a good declaration of love? Is it a good way to win them back? Forget that. Like, why would the men be interested in this white man in a turban yeah. saying, like, you lost the best woman Maybe, here? Maybe he's like, just pointing at CC and they're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, whoops, we missed it. But she is, like, a model. That makes sense. So you're telling me a group of single men who went to this looking for a woman to date didn't just look at everyone in the room. Well, they've they were been, really that table they looked at people, but the, the, the gang has really been sticking together. So they've been in different uh, ice-breaking events and doing different things. Well, everyone else has sort of been wallpaper in the background. So maybe they weren't allowed to – they're extras. They weren't allowed to look around. How do you like the uh, Ben Affleck reference? Uh, which Ben Affleck reference? What happened? So the guy who's being a jerk, who's like, don't, he's like, don't worry, Ben Affleck. I don't date below table six. Yeah, that he was He calls funny. Schmidt Ben Affleck. Um, yeah, so Sam punches Nick. I like Wait, his just line. To, sorry, just to wrap yeah. up the CC and Schmidt, because I have my notes out of order, honestly, because mm-hmm. like this is where it ends. So they obviously hook up. And I love the, the like you're saying, you don't know their friends with benefits. Where is it going to go? Is it one time thing? She's like, I'm still, the plan hasn't changed. I'm still marrying an Indian guy. <laughs> but you went home with a Jew and That's a German. <laughs> now, usually when a sitcom character states their intention so clearly, it's usually, it's usually like the truth. You know what I mean? Like in sitcom I trope. think that's absolutely CeCe's truth. Yes, I agree. I'm saying. This so, is serious. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's very interesting that she's saying I'm going to marry an Indian guy. Um, yeah, Sam punches Nick. I like the line. Is there another doctor in the house? Uh, yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's very funny. Uh, a lot of punching. Uh, and like these guys get hit a lot in the show. Like Nick is is bit this whole season has been under the threat of violence. <laughs> um yeah, I I think Nick coming to Jess's aid here and saying like it never uh you know, they have that breakthrough CC and Nick, which is a nice moment. They don't have a lot of time together usually saying like we're so impulsive and we have the same issues. So that sort of inspires him to defend Jess, but to your point earlier about not not telling him while they're even in the same room, probably a little strange to go up to the guy and be like, oh, I kissed your girlfriend. It's not her fault. You're looking to get hit there. Not that I condone the violence. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right, so they get back, and Nick is dancing to Taylor Swift to cheer Jess up. Um, 
she's playing the song 22. Producer Kelly says, what Taylor Swift song should Jess have been listening to post-breakup instead of 22? That was out in 2013. So from Red, Speak Now, Fearless, or Taylor Swift. Yes, this is just an excuse to get you guys to talk about what songs, if any, you like from those albums. Um, what do you think? The best breakup song that Taylor Swift has ever put out is on Folklore, and it's the one. It's the first song. It's the only Folklore song, really, I've listened to. Mm-hmm. And it just cut me so deep that I had to You don't remember what it's called? Out. It's called The One. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. We could have been the one. Yeah. Like it's never know, never know. Whatever. Um, sung like five different songs this episode. I know. Well, it's a, it's a musical episode. Mm-hmm. So, uh, fake it till you make it. I, that's a great song. I think I once, I, I think they said this in the back of said an Ann Perkins like moment where my high school boyfriend and I had broken up, but I thought we were back together. He was a freshman in college. I was a senior and like, he was being weird. And I was like, why are you being weird? And he was like, I don't, I forget what he said, but it was like, I somehow realized like we were not in fact back together. Like I thought, and I like signed myself out of school or was like, I'm sick. And like drove home hysterically crying to like, you be the prince and i be so that song still messes me up just like mm-hmm. not because of that guy but it was just like a really deep i'm 18 years old moment mm-hmm. for 22 uh unsurprising to anyone or surprising to no one when i turned 22 which was in 2013 so it was like right at this the right time you're the same age as taylor swift i don't i don't know i thought she was younger than me honestly i feel like she's no i don't think she's much younger than 30 um all right let's see taylor swift age maybe we are the same age she is 31 okay mm-hmm. so maybe as kelly said it came out 2013 maybe it was 20 whatever it was like came out when i was in college and the day of my birthday i was listening to it in headphones non-stop and they were you know corded headphones back in the day and uh anytime i saw someone on campus and they were like happy birthday i'd rip the headphones out and it would be playing 22 mm. i know about you um, so i love that song so i would never listen to that while i'm in a breakup i when i was like really feeling breakups i used to watch ps i love you that that movie will make me cry regardless so if i sometimes just need to cry about something else um oh because sarah asked do we have a go-to breakup regimen so kiva you've never been dumped so you don't but do you have taylor swift takes i thought you would because you famously listen to like every album when it comes yeah out. i like taylor swift I, I don't have any specific takes right now just because it's 4 11 in the morning we're past our heart out but yeah we'll I, revisit in in old business because i feel like you do have takes but you're too tired okay yeah if somebody has specific taylor swift questions for me i can answer them next week uh, I wrote at the end of this episode, is the whole show really going to be about Nick and Zooey's relationship? Um, I don't even think this episode was about Nick and Zooey's relationship. I know, but I, think, it, like, it, I agree. But it's like, is that going to be like uh, such an undertone of like every episode? Do you think it's going to be an undertone of every episode? Every single episode? No, but I think for the foreseeable future, maybe. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Okay, great. Um, producer Kelly, is the wrap up with Dr. Sam too convenient? Like the way that they just are like, oh, you know, he did fist bump me, so maybe it was never going to work. I think so. I mean, this is the first breakup didn't take. This is just like the, uh, the second breakup. And I think this is, I think this is it for him. Are we done with Dr. Sam? I think long term. I think Max, we see him like one random time. If I had to guess, I'd say we're done. Okay. I want to revisit the boyfriend rankings because I think I'm ready to move Dr. Sam above Russell. I agree. He's number one. All right. So we he are hit. I don't like the violence. Like, if he could hit that guy, who well, knows? I think Russell would hit, too. Um, all right. So, <laughs> so my all of the rankings, best men will still hit. To revisit are Sam, Russell, Paul, Genslinger, Peter, Nick, Bear, fake Nick, Bearclaw, and Spencer. I don't know what yours are, um, but we both, I guess, have Sam number one now. I, th- I thought I had Sam number one before this, honestly. You might have always had him number one. Didn't I? Yeah, I'm just making an official no, adjustment to my rank. On my rank, you know, on my rankings, I, I never moved him. So if I did. So, yeah, Sam, Fancy Man, Paul, Spencer 1, 2, Bear Claw, Nick, and Peter 1. All right, let's get to the guide. Uh, just really who won the episode. Sarah asked a question, but I do think it's a little bit of a spoiler, so we're not going to ask it. 
Um, who won the episode? We have three entries. Producer Kelly, Av, and Matt Stewart all weighed in. Okay, can we hear their answers? Sure. Matt says Cece. She was a good friend and saw a lot of the speed dating through her perspective um, and how she fits in with the Indian community. Av, hard to pick an MVP in an episode where basically everyone behaves badly in some way. So I'll give it to Winston for scoring one pretty good out of five on his sexual performance. PK says, uh, producer Kelly says, who won the episode? Both Jess and Cece are so funny, especially their scene at the beginning in Cece's apartment. Both their lines and acting are great. Totally agree, Kelly. But Cece ends the night with a ton of potential matches thanks to a Jew in a turban, and Jess is listening to T-Swift and crying, so Cece gets it. Yeah, I was going to give it to Winston, um, but I don't love the storyline with the hostess lady, so I will also give it to Cece. Obviously, Schmidt is out. I don't think there's a lot of heavy lifting from Jess in this episode. You could give it to Nick, but he gets punched in the face. I think he's automatically out there, so it's got to be Cece. I think if um, if you're doing it by like who's just like literally like in the best position, it's mm-hmm. Winston. Right. But but in terms of like overall episode and like having a big enough role, I think it's Cece. I'm with you. Um, all right. We have a banana minute, but I have a tricky microphone this time. So uh-huh. I'm going to insert the banana minute in post. Okay. So I'm going to insert it here. Yosef, I have a question. What? Do you do the banana minute because you like doing the banana minute, or do you do the banana minute because I give you a Twizzler every time you do the banana minute? Uh, because I like doing the banana minute. So if I stop giving Twizzlers, would you still do it? No. So it sounds like you really do it for the Twizzlers. Yes, you do. You admit it. Yeah. Does banana? Do you ever like? Shouldn't banana get a Twizzler every time we do the banana minute? We're really capitalizing in his name. He's not getting anything out of it. Should we get banana Twizzler? Uh, he had all the Twizzlers in the. He had a lot of Twizzlers in the His mom and dad that only want me finished all the Twizzlers back. They. Him with him and his body, they can get all a lot more twisted. Really? Yeah. Do they share with you when you come over? Uh, that, that, that when they, uh, their mom and dad invite me over. And now we're going to talk about, I have to say, uh, very cute from uh, Yosef, and I like that we weren't talking about violence, but my ability to translate him has waned in without in yeah he was running away from the mic i think also in that one if i'm not mistaken <laughs> all right so uh, i do think i think he's smart because you ask him is he doing the banana minute just for twizzlers no he likes doing it well would you do it if i stopped giving the twizzlers also no <laughs> yeah he's honest like he painted himself uh, into a little bit of a corner but yeah banana he also uh, wanted to start saying banana has all the twizzlers in the world but he's like all right that's too unbelievable he's like yes, all right, yes. he has lots of twizzlers <laughs> I love that because he like he's smart enough to know. Well, then how would you get Twizzlers? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, a little bit of a trap. Um. All right. So we will. Uh, you know, we're gonna take a Yadis on the Garner minute. Kiwi's tired. We're gonna move forward. Uh. Next, you can always submit questions. Great questions this week. A lot of fun. Thanks, guys. I I have it in a pin tweet at Lash Tweets. You can follow Kiev at Kiev twenty six. Kiev is. Recording tomorrow, great 32 fans episode and an episode for you 32 fans patrons. Look out for that. Uh, This week, the great Brian Cohen was on talking about One Tree Hill. I'm about halfway Mm -hmm. through the pod. It's really great. Does not make me miss her nap, but makes me miss uh, having subs on the challenge when I got to listen to Brian. So uh, very much enjoying that. Check that out at robswebsite.com if you are interested. You don't have to watch One Tree Hill. But Rob makes a very funny joke. Brian makes good jokes. Uh, Mm -hmm. He was there, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then next week, I guess people are getting married. I mean, all right, I'll bite. Are people legitimately getting married on the podcast? Yeah, people are getting married on the podcast. Like, did that come up organically on the wheel, and that's how they set their date, or did you wheel jam it? Uh, It came up organically. It's been on for a while. Uh, I didn't even want to do it this week because we were supposed to record on Thursday, and I was like, Rob, we can't do a wedding on Thursday afternoon. I'm more interested. Well, that it's very Jewish to have a wedding on Thursday. Not afternoon, though. That is true. Well, wait. I, I, hold on. Your concern is the Thursday night of it all. 
No, my no, my concern was I didn't think like I wanted a whatever. It's boring inside baseball stuff, but I I okay, didn't think we'd so, get yeah, people on Thursday afternoon. I, I want to just hear for a second. They're like, we want you to have a wedding, and we'll just their have wedding it got postponed a lot of times during COVID, and so like they rescheduled for twenty twenty one, like their ceremony. Okay, but we're gonna do the, like the like the the party. I mean, they rescheduled for twenty twenty one. We're going to do like a ceremony. Is this real? Are they literally, this is going to be their only wedding. They're being bound in marriage. I think she's going to wear podcast. a wedding dress and stuff. I believe so. Wearing the wedding dress doesn't matter. I'm Like this is their only, this is their legal marriage ceremony. I mean, I, we can't like sign the papers through a podcast. I don't know how the paperwork's going to go, but I think so. Yeah. Hmm. I need to know this because otherwise there's no stakes, right? Is this going to be baby Rowan all over again? I mean, Baby Where Rowan, like, it's yeah, like... we'll get married on the podcast, quote-unquote, and then we'll, like, But the thing married. about Baby Rowan, which is obviously disappointing, and for people who don't know, we named a baby on Renap, and, and then the mom... And that was real at the time. But you made a suggestion to a parent, and they didn't take it, is what ultimately happened. Well, no, on the podcast, she said 100%, that's it, that's the name. You she know, told us the full name. I I'm just, I'm just saying letting people know. Happened. And yes, and then she got cold feet last second and changed the name. Right, so I need to know, you need to... Are these people like this is their one? They're not doing this later. This isn't for shits and gigs. It was not this my idea their... at all. It was 100% not my idea. I'm not never asking have... if it was your no, idea. No, I understand. I... So the point is like, yes, I think so. Because it was like their friend's idea. Well, they might so. be like, it's, we'll get married on the podcast. And then we'll also like actually get married in real life. I should probably lock it in. The problem is I'm like spread so thin right now. Like even a question like that. Well, which this I is the one asked. podcast you care about. So what? NGOG, I agree. And Justin can get back to that too. I am curious. I, I mostly just want to make sure that you're not wasting uh, yet another terrible idea on a fake. Well, there's another know, fun bit to it, which is they can't get met. They have to do the dating game first against the couple that had a one night stand just to get married. They have to win the Who's dating game. Who's agreeing to to come on as a couple that had a one night stand? People are agreeing. And by that, I mean, People I have a, I have each, a maybe. Out are there. they both <laughs> Renap listeners? No, or neither. Like neither. It's like a friend of it's a long whatever. Now that's interesting to yeah. me. Yeah, listen. Your friend right. Kiwi's brain My is weird. Allie from the editing room. Yes, Kiwi, I was gone. Uh, as we teased earlier, I was having tech issues, yada, yada, yada. My AirPods died. I don't normally use them. Who cares? Uh, luckily, we did not have much left to cover, just the wrap up. Um, so, again, you can check out Kiwi's work. My. Twitter, I don't know, whatever. And then both of us were on with Rob talking about the celebrity dating game. It was a lot of fun at robhasawebsite.com. Um, next week, we will be joined by a great friend of mine, Ian, uh, who we've talked about a lot. Akiva's very excited to meet him. He will be on to discuss season two, episode 17 of New Girl called Parking Spot. And don't worry, I asked Akiva to make a guess here. And he said Nick gets into a day-long, talking 24 hours argument about a parking spot, which is pretty close to on point. So I said, with who? And he said, with a guest star. Not bad, Keeve, not bad. Uh, we'll be back next week with me, Keeve, and Ian uh, to talk more New Girl. My fight and my dog, my fight and my dog, my fight and my dog.